Hello and welcome to another episode of Tech Geek Podcast, folks. I'm your host, Sukriti, and I'm delighted to bring you an exclusive episode of Cybersecurity as we are celebrating the October month as a Cybersecurity Month. Now, in 2021, a cyber uh, attacks finance research led to reported a staggering 1,862 data breaches, which is a substantial of 68% surge compared to the previous year's total of 1,108, setting an unprecedented record for breach numbers. Now, what's even more alarming is that financial firms found themselves at a daunting 300 times higher risk of cyber attacks compared to the other institutions. The fintech industry is reshaping the way we manage, invest, and transact our money with innovations like mobile payments, digital banking, and cryptocurrency gaining momentum. But if it is not without, you know, it's its fair share of challenges and vulnerabilities that it comes along with. To elaborate on this, we have Nitid Rajput, Vice President and Head of AI Karats at MasterCard with us. Nitin is an ACDM distinguished scientist and a senior IEEE member. He has over 50 granted patents to his name and has been recognized with various awards for his contribution to the field of AI, including the Technical Role Model in AI Award by Zenov. Welcome to the show, Nitin. I'm so delighted to have you here with me. Thank you, Sukriti. This topic is really close to my heart, so I'm delighted to be talking with you about this. Okay, so uh, to start with, uh, the AI Garage Center, which you're an expert of, that's a very cool name, uh, Nitin. What is it and what does it do? All right, what does it do? I would say that that should have been obvious because uh, AI Garage, the way it name sounds is like garage, so it kind of fixes stuff and it fixes stuff using the tool, which is AI. What it is trying to fix is the fact that we want to make the road really smooth. We don't want any bumps in the road so that vehicles can run really fast on it. And the road here is actually the payments network for MasterCard. And the vehicles are the entire economy, the global economy. Um, the potholes on such payment networks are things like frauds and the security vulnerabilities that come up and so on which kind of act as a bump on the economy. So we build risk and fraud based solutions which can actually ensure that the transactions flow smooth, transactions go fast, the number of fraud cases are reduced, the security is strong and so on. So that's what we do. What AI Garage is, is actually it is a powerhouse of AI which is made of people, infrastructure and so on people ranging from years of experience beyond 20 to the latest who've just come out of campuses so that we get a wide variety of expertise. Folks who are just coming out of the campuses have a lot of energy and uh, understanding of what is new out there. And folks who have a lot of experience here, understanding the payment ecosystem, understanding the MasterCard networks, the data and so on. So all of this combines to actually bring the best products out in the market in the AI field for our customers. As a result of this, we also, as a perhaps a byproduct of this, we also end up publishing a lot of research publications, pushing, pushing the boundary in this area. We do a lot of patents from an innovation perspective. And at the same time, we also build the products that I talked about. So that is what it is. Amazing. Now, that is some very, very cool and innovative work, uh, I should say. Uh, moving on to the next one. Cybersecurity has emerged as the most important factor for smooth business operations. And I think it's one of the most important aspects that every business has been covering uh, in the past couple of years. How significant do you think it is for digital payments companies especially? 
I would say it is perhaps one of the most important aspect for a digital payment company and not only for a digital payment company, but for a digital company actually. From a payments company perspective, uh, it's easy to visualize, you know, the times many decades back when um, the payments used to happen mostly through cash. People would carry a lot of money around and then you would have these news that would come that some bank has been robbed or some person took money from the bank and on the way they were robbed and so on, which was actually also physically risky for people to carry that amount. Now all of that physical money is actually moving and it's moving much more than what it used to move earlier. The number of transactions have increased and in order to process those transactions, I just do not go to the bank, which was earlier, let's say two, three kilometers down the road. I make those payments from, let's say my mobile phone, which then pass to a bank server, which is far away somewhere. And then that bank server connects to a network like MasterCard, which is again far away somewhere else, and then to the merchant, which is again far away somewhere else, if it's an e-commerce merchant and so on, right? So this information and the actual payment stuff is moving significantly large amount of distances in the cyber world. And the cyber world, um, the bad guys in some sense um, are not kind of um, doing nothing because things have moved from the physical to the cyber world. Um, they are actually being um, utilizing the cyberspace to identify ways to attack this um, system and then um, do frauds and so on and so forth. So cybersecurity becomes really important from that, that point of view to kind of protect all the transactions to safeguard the entire ecosystem so that transactions can flow smoothly in the network. And that is why there are a lot of products that we have which actually now have shown that um, they have saved over 35 billion in fraud over the last um, three years or so. Um, so it is extremely important and the industry, including MasterCard, has been working significantly on kind of identifying these attack surfaces. And these attack surfaces are also increasing. Today, when you make a payment from your mobile device, it's very vulnerable, right? Because it's just a mobile device and then eventually it goes, the payment goes and hits the servers of the banks and so on, which may be secure, but the network may not be secure and so on. So the attack surfaces have have also been increasing and that's why um, actually what we do is we cover more than 15 million entities and that makes us as one of the world's largest cyber assessment solutions provider as well. Um, so beyond what we see as card, uh, there's a lot that happens and MasterCard is perhaps in some sense at the forefront to ensuring that the security of the overall ecosystem is completely intact. Okay, now I think uh, the, the kind of innovation that is happening is, is way too much than what normal people like us can actually imagine uh, at the hindsight. Thanks for that. The next one, artificial intelligence is uh, yet another game changer that we see, a buzzword that everybody has been, uh, you know, talking about. How is AI is, you know, actually shaping the future of global payments and financial technology? Absolutely, Sukriti. I think AI is shaping a lot of stuff and why not payments as well? Um, in some sense, it is actually one of the most groundbreaking technology and tying to the previous question that you were asking about cybersecurity. The fact is that um, you cannot make rules saying that um, a transaction from country A to country B, which is more than $250, seems 
should be considered as a fraudulent transaction or should be considered as a money laundering transaction. As soon as you make that rule and block that transactions, the bad guys are going to come up and then they are going to move from country A to C and then to B, right? And then that rule will in some sense break. So the, the whole mechanism of building rules to identify what is correct and what is not correct doesn't work in the payment space because the bad guys can always bend the rules and move things around. So what you need is a technology which can actually learn on its own basis the patterns and the data that it sees, which we all know is AI. So what AI is able to do in the financial world is that it can actually um, look into existing um, payment patterns and see anything that is uh, anomalous to what generally happens. As an example, a simple example could be that Sukriti usually transacts at merchants which are usually low carbon footprint merchants and so on. And suddenly there is this transaction that has been made of a significantly large volume at a petrol pump for diesel and so on, which is anomalous to Sukriti's behavior. And um, we may not know what it is, but we can always identify that these this is a different behavior as compared to the earlier one, and therefore it looks anomalous, and therefore you can flag it. Anomalous um, um, transaction or any such anomalous movement can be detected using technologies such as AI. And then um, the other thing that happens with AI is that We've all seen the comfort that we gain now by doing tap and go type of payments, right? So the easier you make it for a consumer to do the transaction, whether it is through authentication methods that use biometrics, fingerprinting, and so on, which also at the back end use AI, the easier it becomes for the consumers. But uh, ease of use also has to do with um, the amount of security. So on one hand, you have these easy payment methods. On the other hand, we have to go through those CVVs and at times those CAPTCHAs, which are hard. So then uh, AI helps us actually balancing between the ease of use versus the security and then find what is best for which particular user because then you can identify each user differently and personalize the interaction using AI rather than having again a specific rules. And um, what we also do is that um, like we have an alliance with this uh, goals101.ai, which is like a bank tech and an AI company which connects merchants and issuers using AI and big data. So that also helps us create very personalized offers for bank card holders and so on. So in um, long story short, whether it is ease of use, whether it is saving fraud, whether it is providing better customer experience to the issuers and so on, AI is perhaps very central to um, the financial ecosystem. So uh, precisely, it's backing up a lot of processes, uh, not only like in other domains, but in tech and fintech, especially when you talk about digital payments, right? Mm -hmm. uh, with this, moving on to the next one, uh, we, we discussed about cybersecurity, Nitendra. How do you cybersecurity and AI go together? Can AI change the cybersecurity landscape in India? Oh, absolutely. Specifically talking about India, there is this nodal agency in India called CERTIN, which is responsible for the cybersecurity ecosystem in India. So along with CERTIN, MasterCard very recently co-authored a white paper on using AI for um, API security and API security is a big part of the whole cybersecurity ecosystem. So which kind of highlights the fact that for the Indian um, geography, 
AI is going to be significantly important in the cybersecurity domain. And of course, the white paper goes into details of how and what can organizations do, but um, it is definitely central for um, uh, um, India. And um, the reason is also that the Indian ecosystem with respect to payments has um, changed significantly over the past um, three to four years, right? I mean, we now see um, the digital payments everywhere, wherever you go, and even in rural areas. Um, does the digital literacy, does the um, concept of security in the cyber world get penetrated with that same speed? Perhaps not. And till the time our users are um, moving to this digital ecosystem, but they are not yet evolved and mature enough to understand the risks associated with it. It is perhaps a responsibility of um, such agencies and perhaps um, companies like us to provide and make sure that solutions exist which can um, protect these transactions on the network. And we have a large bunch of solutions such as decision intelligence, safety net, and so on, which use AI to not just flag, but also prevent and even preempt such fraudulent transactions. So um, this these AI-based tools are already there trying to protect that ecosystem, which um, is growing for the country. Yeah. So we see a bright uh, future, I can quote uh, Nitendra, when it comes to AI changing the landscape of the entire uh, financial technology that uh, we just spoke about. Um, are there any challenges in the path of AI excellence for cybersecurity? Absolutely, Sukriti. I think the biggest challenge is that all these technologies that we are talking about in AI are also available to the bad guys, the fraudsters. So they know um, that if we are using AI to secure the ecosystem, that same tool of AI is available to them to figure out alternate ways to again break into the system. So it's always going to be a cat and mouse situation in some sense. And um, one of the challenge there is the fact that if you use AI to protect some security, then there are these um, things that are called as adversarial attacks which are specific attacks that can be made to AI systems um, that can, in some sense, break those AI systems. And I'm sure you would have read news about such adversarial attacks, wherein a little change in a particular visual image can make the AI algorithm fool that rather than it being a panda, it's actually a cookie and so on. Similar equivalents can be done in the um, cybersecurity domain as well. But of course, um, people who are working on AI technologies are also now aware about these adversarial attacks so then they protect AI systems based on those, using those attack vectors as well. The other challenge is with respect to data because as you know, AI is fueled by data and it's important to figure out therefore which particular um, transaction, which particular API call in the cybersecurity world was actually a illegitimate call versus which one was legitimate. The more such labeled data we have, the more you can make the AI algorithm better. In cases where that data does not exist, it becomes a challenge for AI algorithms. And finally, I would say what has been said and a lot about um, Anywhere, wherever we use AI, we need to make sure that there is um, 
no bias in that algorithm and so on. And of course, MasterCard has a very strong AI governance framework that in, ensures that any product that gets released in the market before that it goes to the governance life cycle so that there are no um, ethical issues with respect to using AI and the models are not biased and so on. But that is also another challenge that has to be um, looked at in this domain. I am sure, uh, Nitin, and we're still trying to crack up these challenges and obstacles and figure out a way that uh, gives us smooth output when it comes to business operations. And uh, next one. OK, so is malware such a big threat to cybersecurity and how can one mitigate it? Absolutely. And uh, this organization that I was earlier talking about certain, they keep releasing uh, any new malware that has attack that has happened and uh, all the CISOs of the country actually look for those feeds to understand that if is there any new malware that is coming in and therefore protect the system. So definitely yeah, malware is a huge threat um, to cybersecurity. One way to mitigate is that as soon as malware is released, there are these nodal agencies across the world. So CERT in the IN stands for India, but there are these CERT organizations across the globe. So what they do is that they provide any such malware information that is available in one part of the world to all the other nodal agencies globally. And therefore, what one can do to mitigate is to keep our eyes and ears open and figure out that if one malware attack has happened in some place before it comes to this geography, we would have figured out and then tried to create guardrails around it. The other thing that can be done is what we had talked earlier is to have AI powered cybersecurity solutions which because they are inherently designed to address these specific challenges because malware is like when one malware comes in you try to address that malware by the time you address that malware something else will come in the ai based algorithms they actually um, continuously learn basis the data and basis the behavior of the network of the bad guys and so on and they can detect such malware using tools such as safety net that we have so the other way to mitigate is use AI based uh, portfolio of solutions within the uh, ecosystem of a particular cybersecurity product in any organization to protect those. One of our acquisitions, which was Briterian, actually incorporates this technology in MasterCard systems, and we've internally seen a significant advantage over any of the existing models in the area of fraud transactions and so on. So. I think there are a bunch of products that can help detect such malware and then prevent us from uh, any dangers that can arrive out of it. I see. So I think that that's a good bunch of uh, you know solutions and uh, you know mitigation that you've just uh, mentioned about uh, Nitin. Now uh, moving on to the next one. You I clearly meant you know remember you were mentioning about people transacting through different uh, you know mediums every day merchants etc now we do multiple transactions every day at a personal level uh, when it comes to these personalization how should one ensure the security of their money and data that's a very important point sukriti and i think this is something that every one of us can relate to because um, as as organizations they need to do stuff but as individuals um, we definitely can do a lot of stuff which can prevent or at least um, guard ourselves against such um, 
attacks that may happen here. I think simple things first, maybe like one of the simplest thing is that we can build um, strong and very unique passwords for individual accounts because a lot of these um, cyber attacks, the way they work is that they create some kind of a persona now with AI based tools. So earlier it was more like brute force. I will try a password like one, 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 two, one, 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 three and so on. Right. But now using um, solutions like AI, people can actually think ahead of time that most likely this person's password is going to be blah, 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 basis what they know, already know about that person and so on. So therefore creating unique passwords may help significantly in that space so that uh, and these days there's this concept of a passphrase which has come up, which is uh, which increases the length of the password, but that's more like a sentence than a few words so that it's easy for you to remember, but also hard for an algorithm to crack because the more the number of characters, the more the algorithm will have to try and so on. And then there are very sophisticated uh, authentication mechanisms that have come up now. So rather than uh, passwords, passphrases, there are these multi-factor authentication that have come up, authentications with respect to biometrics, such as uh, facial recognition, fingerprints, and so on, which are hard to uh, copy. Those things are also something that we should use. Most of the um, mobile devices have those, so we should kind of um, do those. Another simple thing is that you look at that padlock icon that comes on our web browser. So we should always make sure that it, the connection is encrypted. And if it is padlock, that means it is encrypted and therefore the connection is secure and so on. Um, so some of these things are actually um, more from a communications perspective. We see a lot of advertisements also around social engineering type of attacks that happen. So one of the things that is said is that usually these attacks happen by creating a lot of uh, urgency to make a transaction. So it's better to just pause if there is someone who's putting in a lot of urgency for me to um, push a transaction through because once we pause, then we may get some ideas whether this is an appropriate transaction or not. So yeah, these simple things can take us long, Sukriti. Uh, amazing. I think uh, some good handful of suggestions uh, from your audience. I think, um, of course, on personal level, it's more important than only collaboratively we can do at, uh, you know, uh, as a team, as as people, uh, you know, working for an organization or keeping our own uh, set of protocols in our minds. Now, uh, the last bit here, uh, the people who are, you know, audience who are listening to us, especially for them. Uh, any pearls of wisdom for techies willing to build a successful career in the cybersecurity domain? I must say that whosoever is willing to think of a career in this domain, they've chosen a, a right area because this is definitely growing as the number of the entire cyber world is increasing and therefore there's a lot of opportunity in this particular space to create skills and then do our bit to safeguard the ecosystem. So it's definitely a good choice. And especially in India, the demand for cybersecurity professionals is much higher, about 10% higher than the global average. Um, so people who actually love coding and are interested in, you know, latest technology trends and so on, I would say that this is a very good area. Standard skills for cybersecurity um, are related to data analytics. A general mindset of you know the hacking attitude to understand what people can figure out a way to make or break a system in some sense trying to see how to get into this 
shoes of uh, attacker and so on. And then a lot of technical aptitude, um, strong coding for sure. And um, the other thing is that perhaps this domain also needs a person who has the attitude of continuously learning because this landscape just keeps on changing. I mean, a couple of years back, there was no crypto, but certainly crypto has come. So people need to know how transactions happen in the crypto world using the underlying blockchain technology. So they need to learn blockchain and so on. So since it is evolving, it's important to have I mean, you can gain a set of skills, but you also need to learn how the whole ecosystem is evolving. And therefore, perhaps maybe spending time with um, joining some cybersecurity conferences where the latest is being discussed in that field. Um, join some online forums. There are a lot of uh, mentors you can get associated with who are actually working on the ground to build solutions and tools. They are the ones who actually see if the transactions and the fraud is increasing or not and how to handle those things. So direct touch in them with them will also help us understand if the skill that I had is still needed or is going to change. So um, yeah, I think these are some of the things that will make someone a very um, good cybersecurity professional. Thank you, Ritin. I think some fantastic suggestions and uh, career advice is coming in from you. Audience, I hope you have had a great time uh, listening to our conversation and uh, every bit of information that Nitin shared around cybersecurity, AI, and of course, uh, the personal consciousness that we have and we should be you know, building around uh, using our money as well as the data, the transactions that we actually invest into. Nitin, thank you so much. How would you like to close this conversation? No, thanks to you, Sukriti. I think um, you took us through the whole journey, starting from a much broader perspective of the global landscape of cyber security, then bringing into the AI aspect of things, and then coming down to the levels of what people can do themselves, whether it is to protect themselves or whether it is to get themselves in this particular career. But uh, a great flow that you came up with. But uh, I would like to just end by saying that we need to realize at times that what we are doing is much more than a particular technology and so on. Because imagine what we are doing is that we are trying to reduce the injustice that happens. Um, we are trying to protect the hard-earned money that someone would have spent two years um, working hard so that his daughter can get admission into a college and if that gets into some kind of uh, fraud attack and that person loses then um, that daughter is not going to able to actually uh, pursue her career and so on so there are bigger things at stake and if we contribute in this domain then we are actually helping the society grow and helping people grow and reduce injustice from this whole world which is a much much bigger um, and a much satisfying and a gratifying thing to do. Um, so we should also remember that the background behind these specific tools, analytics and so on that I talked about, um, behind that is a much larger story that we should all feel very passionate and proud about if we are able to contribute in this space. 
Absolutely, Nitin. Thank you so much once again for being a part of this conversation and enlightening us with so many details uh, around the entire uh, topic of cybersecurity into the, the fintech world and digital payments, how it's evolving in the you know, things around scaling and the challenges and everything. Thank you. Thank you so much. Audience, I hope you've had a great time listening to us. You stay tuned for tech, to tech Geek for more latest tech updates and more such podcasts. I'll be back with another episode very soon. Till then, stay safe and take care. Thank you.